Hello, Harrison, uh, Tokyo Red. Thank you very much for for joining me uh, this uh, my morning, your evening, I, I guess, or your yeah. afternoon. Um, yeah, you're you're currently in Hawaii, right? Yeah, uh, this is a recent move for me, but yeah, I'm in Hawaii now, which is kind of weird to say, but yeah. Cool. So uh, uh, we, we're going to talk about this later, but please introduce yourself a little bit so that people know uh, who you are, where you're coming from music-wise, and, and what, you're, what you're doing. I'll uh, update my Zoom. Thank you. But yeah, my name is Harrison Hood, uh, but I also started a music project recently called Tokyo Rat. It's all like synthwave, cyberpunk, retro feels. Um, musically, I started... I was four years old when I started playing piano and I started because uh, my older sister played piano. So I just wanted to be like her. Um, <laughs> and then that ended up growing into, I remember wanting to play violin as a kid. And then um, my parents really didn't want that to be a thing as well. And then I started guitar and hated it. And mm -hmm. then I ended up playing drums throughout middle school and high school, but it was all like jazz and classical and stuff. But around that time in like middle school, I was really getting into like early days of like Skrillex and like Dead Mouse and like all that like dubstep was just making its way to America and Canada where I grew up. Um, so that was becoming really popular. And I remember being really into that. So it kind of got me into the EDM stuff. And I was just into weird music. Um, I was like never listening to pop music. I was literally listening to like Weird Al Yankovic and like funny comedy stuff because I was making comedy videos. Um, so I was also making comedy music. And mm -hmm. then um, because I was into EDM and like I had uh, some piano stuff, I started like getting some synths and stuff. I think my parents lent me their like, they had an old keyboard, like it was a Yamaha from like the 80s. So maybe that's why I fell in love with 80s sounds because this keyboard had all these like built-in demo things. And they were like, you know, just like those built-in, um yeah they you can play along and stuff yeah 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 and had like mm. the bossa nova beats and all that and i was like cool uh so i started making music like that and it very much was like eight bit music um and i i hated that at the start because everyone was like i was like i in my mind i was like trying to make like a real like edm like banger like for the club like skrillex like really hardcore yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, exactly and i just had no idea how to do it or what i was doing <laughs> mm -hmm. um so when people were like, oh, yeah, this is like good. It sounds like it could mm -hmm. be like in a Nintendo game. I was like, no, that's not what I tried to make. Okay. Um, I'm like, that's cool. And then I realized like maybe two, three years ago, I got really into Synthwave. Um, I think Drive and like Kavinsky like got me into it, which is like a similar story for a lot of people who like the genre now. Um, but no shame. I really like that you know, I found it. And when I was showing my friends some newer stuff I was making, they were like, yeah, you should make this type of music. Like, this is really good. And just kind of transpired from that. Over the years, I'd been collecting synthesizers a lot, uh, maybe from like the age of 13, 14. I just started buying synths. Um, and I was lucky enough to do so um, just by saving up money from like acting work that I was doing. So whenever I wasn't like auditioning or doing acting stuff, I was like at home making music or like stupid YouTube videos. So, and this is like before YouTube was like 
a monetized thing as well. So I was literally just making YouTube for fun mm -hmm. um, and doing like parody music videos. And man, I've just been like in that film music space kind of like all over the place um, since I was a kid. So yeah, I, I ended up, you know, collecting synths and then this Tokyo rap thing was kind of born end of last year, actually probably a year to the day almost because I took a trip to Japan Mm -hmm. for the last weeks of October last year. And that's when I had made, I wasn't even finished one track yet. Um, I think I was like halfway done or like maybe the, like maybe one demo track was like done, but it wasn't mixed. Um, and that track was uh diskette, which is on the album I just came out with. And that was like, Oh, this, I really liked it. And I was like, okay, I want to make more stuff like this. Went to Japan for two weeks was inspired by like obviously Nia, like all the neon and mm -hmm. I was like this is mm -hmm. synthwave like this is like the city of synthwave so I was just there and I was just like I it was a solo trip so I had a couple friends there but mostly like traveling around alone and I think I was in like Shinjuku or something late one night and kind of roaming around and then literally saw like you know saw rat and I was like oh like Tokyo rat would be like a cool that's like a cool synthwave name I was like hopefully it's not like similar to like dead mouse or whatever. It's like a rat and a mm -hmm. mouse thing. But I was like, you know what? That's okay. Like, I think it, it works. And I, I Googled it and it wasn't taken. And I was like, how is this name not like taken? Mm -hmm. And so you made a, you made a cool logo as well. You know, um, it's also uh, a nice, you know, uh, um, visual representation. So uh, yeah. a little bit like, like dead mouse, but, <laughs> but yeah. still sending uh, on your born, own. I was born in the year of the rat. Oh, perfect. I'm a dragon. <laughs> cool. And then also 2020 is the year of the rat. Oh, perfect. So I was like, wow, all of this is aligning. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, I just need to like finish some music. So after I got back from that two week trip, it was like November, December. I was like in my room just making music every single day, sometimes for like five, six hours. I got together with one friend. Um, his name's Ebrahim Ebrahim. And him and I would like, you know, get some inspiration down. I'd usually like finish a track and he'd like teach me a bunch of stuff on like how to mix because he knows how to like do that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so shout out to Ebrahim for like helping me learn how to mix and stuff way better. And he helped me with a lot of the tracks on the album as well. Um, but yeah, after that two months, I kind of had like three or four songs. And then January, February came and I was like, maybe had two or three more finished and And then I was just kind of like, I want to release an album. So I kind of threw together a few more tracks and it's kind of how it happened. And then quarantine hit. I wasn't, I had no release date planned. And then when COVID-19 happened in the, uh, the pan, I almost just said pandemic, the pandemic. Wow. No, it's not a pandemic. Don't, don't spout any uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories here, you know. It's not a pandemic. <laughs> it's the actual pandemic that's happening. Um, so I kind of was like, oh, like I have to pack up all my music gear. So, because uh, I was moving back to Vancouver, Canada from LA. So packed up my music stuff, but made sure to like bring my hard drive. So I kind of finished my mix and like some final pieces on my laptop. And I was like, this is a good time to just focus on that. So like I put together like the release date and just kind of like put together like the graphics and icons and stuff. I actually worked with this guy from Spain who was also like in a deep lockdown when I hired him um, to like make the music video and my artwork and everything. And he was awesome. So 
that was a really cool experience actually as well. Um, mm -hmm. Just being able to work remotely, like with people from all over the world and like inspo from all over the world. It was pretty cool. Okay, so so you basically made the best out of it um, for the for the time being. Um, yeah. Anyway, I I have lots of questions now. <laughs> yeah, I just talked a lot. So, um, so no, no, that's that's exactly what I wanted. You know, you needed to introduce yourself, and uh, I only know your music. You you know, so um, um, you know my biggest gripe with a with a um, I, Shin Shinjuku is is the one uh, I like the most. It's that it's only one minute and forty seconds. You know, uh, it's uh, I think I told you a couple of times that oh man. And uh, the good stuff is uh, I, I put it now three or four times in my radio show. So because it's so small, you know, you can play it whatever. But it's kind of like it starts and then you uh, you want more, you know. Um, um, it's like a teaser a little bit, you know. You, you throw right. something out and, uh, you know. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, this is the one thing. Um Maybe let's let's start. I, I wrote a lot of things. First of all, you don't have to be ashamed to uh, to uh, listen to the music you like, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm I like pop music. I I'm a little bit older, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I grew up um, with '80s pop music, and and you know, when when you grew up grow up with this stuff, uh, you just you know. Even if you can see it that it's kind of silly and simple and whatever, you know, you still love it. So don't mm -hmm. be ashamed of it. Just stick with what you like. And from my experience, when you do the music you love and you're really into, you know, it, it, it will touch people, even if it's really cheesy and stuff. But I'm, I'm, after this talk, I'm going to watch uh, if I can see uh, um, some of your old um, Fun, weird El Yankovic. Uh, I would like to see how, how this played out. I have some of that stuff like on my, um, I have another Spotify account. It's just my last name, uh, mm -hmm. H-O-U-D-E, Hood. Um, so I upload some weird music on there. It's kind of a mixture of like electronic, future bass, synth, like, pop, like the arrangements make no sense. But it's like, that's kind of the stuff that I'm making when I'm not like, let's make sense with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, this is also um, um, okay. So in in a way, you found uh, um, another place where you can dump your stuff that it's kind of not uh, Tokyo Red style like. Yeah, or... I've played around with music in a lot of different ways. Um, I have a psychedelic rock band as well called Soft Drink. Okay, uh, they're like we're like an indie. I would say we're more like indie pop, and but we started inspired by psychedelic rock music. Um, so we have some interesting stuff and now we're kind of like infusing trap music, like rap and hip hop elements mm -hmm. into our indie pop, mm -hmm. like rock band. Um, but it's just two of us. It's just me and my friend Britton. Um, the band is called Soft Drink. Mm -hmm. and we are kind of remotely working on stuff now too. But yeah, I kind of have my like- Your little outlets where you can, uh, because yeah, this would be my, my question. Um, Sometimes it's a little bit, um, or, you know, I can only relate it to my own experience. I like a lot of different music, you know, but if I would make pop music, goth rock, um, industrial metal and singer songwriter all in one little package, nobody would get it, you know, because uh, people wanted a little bit pre-packaged and this is this and this is that. So even if uh, I hate it and I, you know, this is a question to you. Um, 
it's kind of you need to put a label on things these days, you know, even if, if you don't like it. And I like music is is a, this, this big, wide open garden. There is no uh, right or wrong. There's just what you like and what you don't like and what you mix. And it sounds like... Um, infusing trap music uh, in, you know, uh, in, <laughs> in your rock music. It's kind of like, exactly, this is what music is all about. Mix it and, and, and you know, don't be, um, how you see, en entrenched or have uh, uh, blinders on that, okay, it needs to be only this, otherwise it's yeah. not that. Yeah, totally. I think it does help to have, like, some framework. I'm mm -hmm. From a film background, I think this is what, like, also helped me like actually just finish an album though as well is like just knowing that there's a format that works to music and like just understanding that it needs to be labeled for people to understand it or get behind it from like there's like mm -hmm. that marketing standpoint i guess i want i want to avoid saying marketing but like it is to some degree of like this is what everyone can understand it's like synth wave is this and mm -hmm. like it has to meet that criteria and then you can do whatever you want mm -hmm. so it's like same thing with like any genre like pop music it's like or indie rock music or if you're making like yeah like dark wave or whatever mm -hmm. it is like if you're making psychedelic rock music it's like there's a formula that like works for the genre so i kind of learned that by learning like oh writing scripts there's like a formula to every genre of movie and like every, every movie is the same but different and that's kind of the same with music like Mm -hmm. All music is the same, but different. As long as you understand like musicality, what you're doing, and then like the genre you're creating, then you have free reign. Mm -hmm. And and the most important thing, and this is what I meant with have no shame. You know, um, mm -hmm. if if you're behind it, you know, I mean, there's there's certain music I would not listen to. You know, here I'm from Germany, so there's Schlager music. This is kind of like what in, in, in America or the United States it would be like country or so, you know, so kind of folk rock. It's, if you do it well, I wouldn't mind, but I would never search it, uh, look after it, you know, I would n never yeah. uh, go after it, you know, but like if I... music here. Like, I don't want to listen mm. to country music ever. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably the only genre that I don't listen to, actually. But it's like, I'll, I'll respect a good country song and it's like, if it's on, I'm like, I'm not going to like, mm -hmm. die or something. Like, I'll... Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And and also then for me, there's also a difference with um, if you, uh, I would never listen to country, but if I come across, I mean, now we're in COVID, lockdown and whatever, but if you if you come about a, a fair and there's a band playing and they're doing a really good uh, show and, and, you know, I still get into it because it's music yeah. and it's uh, it's good music and, and it's designed for people, you know, to get moving and to be a little bit more broad. Uh, mainstream and so you know i i don't i respect that so but yeah. i would never search it out and be like oh yes uh, this is my country so so i yeah, i have 100%. my genres you know for for my for my radio show also and and this is what i like most but there's a lot of fringe stuff and and you're actually more <laughs> in in my fringe area because you know um usually it's dark wave dark pop and um industrial and and um, um, gothic rock you know mm -hmm. so um synth synth wave is is kind of sometimes it fits sometimes it doesn't for me you know that's that's the good thing for it, it's my show so i can decide what i want to do and what not and 
like I, I told you before, I just found out now <laughs> that you are an influencer as well. So maybe we can talk about this later, uh, how you decide, you know, what what you like and, and what not. And um, anyway, uh, that's not the most in, in, uh, important thing. Because well, we are, it's interesting like, that you say that because it's like, yeah, if my song slipped through and you liked it, like, amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like, like, I don't know, I'm a pretty, like, happy-go-lucky person. And, like, I usually make very happy, upbeat, like, music, like, without even wanting to, mm -hmm. per se. But it's just what happens. And so this album was, like, I don't know, a lot darker. And I, I like, what, what I had to do to do that was literally create a fake narrative and think about that narrative while I was writing the album. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was putting the album together, I was like, okay, like, this is what's happening in the song. And, you know, Ebram actually helped me with that a lot. It was like, we would just talk for 10 minutes. Like, what do we want this song to be? Like, what is it about? Even though it's instrumental, it's completely instrumental. So that was like a really interesting experience to be able to do that. And then it's like, oh, like, that's in like deeper tones. And obviously we're doing that with like minor chords and uh, minor um, uh, keys or whatever. Scales so like, and okay. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's like how you do it, but also it's like just talking about it and actually ha like having that feeling when you're writing like really helped as well. Mm -hmm. This um, is at least yeah, the intention. Sometimes it's you know you yeah. could use um, happy chords, but if you if I mean you know for me it's it's also a lot of feeling. You know, music is is something something else. It's it's not just of course it's it's um, how you say the the things you put together, but it's also what you mean by it, you know? Um, mm. It's like the f when you're doing a painting, you have colors and uh, you can make a happy painting. I mean, it's it's basically the ingredients are all the same. It's how you use them to, of course, yeah, there are scales more for that and more for, for this. But um, yeah, the intent for me is it's, it's important and um, yeah. yeah I I like some darker music. That's I don't you know I don't want to have blinders as well. And and if there's I had some happy songs, but it's very seldom that I that I really get into this. And because yeah, <laughs> it's usually kind of what, yeah. bubblegum bop pop or something. You know. I mean, I, I understand what you, like you're saying. Like on your radio show, like that's what it is. And as far as me as like an influencer. I don't know if this is like the conversation you're getting at a little bit is like, how do I decide mm -hmm. what I want to make? How do I decide what I want to share? And it's like really different depending on my mood and like, depending what, like what it is. Like, I don't know, like I like most music like you. So it's like, I love bubblegum pop. Mm -hmm. I love J pop and I love K pop music as well. And like, I love like cutesy female vocals. Like, I think it's like mm -hmm. one of my favorite things. Ba in the world. Baby metal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. I'd probably be into it. Like, I want, I haven't heard baby metal yet. Like, you, you haven't, here. you haven't. That's a, it's actually a, a real uh, metal group, uh, Japanese singers, uh, um, all girls. And, maybe and, and exactly. maybe I do know this. Yeah, you, you should. I mean, this is kind of, um, it's kind of a weird mix, but they are, they're actually quite, oh, quite famous. I totally know these. Mm -hmm. I totally know mm -hmm. baby metal. Um, yeah, there's stuff like this where I'm like, I can get into that. Mm -hmm. Why not? And then it's like, but I'm probably not going to share that like on my Instagram, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, it just really depends like mm -hmm. what it is. On my Instagram, like I share a lot of like lo-fi hip hop or like um, indie bedroom pop just because that's what matches like underneath like a Instagram story or like that's what matches like underneath like a lifestyle like video or something. 
or like underneath a YouTube video that I do, like vlog. I used to like, I still make some lo-fi hip hop, but I love lo-fi hip hop, like, and jazz, like mm-hmm. jazz hop, I guess it's called, or like okay. chill, <laughs> chill hop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was into like swing step for a while, which is like uh, jazz dubstep because I was into jazz music and dubstep. Like, yeah, there's all these subgenres that are amazing and like there's people that like them. So it's just like you like as an influencer, how do I decide what I want to share? It's usually just like what my audience wants to hear, depending on different platform, which is why I've also started like different aliases, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's like. I don't think my audience like my main audience under my name is like there because i'm an actor mm-hmm. and then like most of them probably don't want to hear uh, my dark synthwave cyberpunk music mm-hmm. um so i'll i'll tell them about it for sure like I'll, I'll post about it and say hey like i'm doing this thing if you want to check it out but i'm not going to like force it on them by posting about it all the time i just think it's it's unlikable. I'll lose followers. Mm. So I just start a separate thing. Like I just started mm-hmm. a separate thing because there's all these people that don't want to see my acting stuff that are like, I love Tokyo rat. Like, and I'm like sick, like, that's great. Like I can be these two things or I can manage these two things mm-hmm. separate. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I get it, you know, because, um, if, if you, if you take it, um, you know, we are all different kind of personas, and you know, you, I'm I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm uh, I'm I'm a worker, I'm a colleague, uh, I'm a musician, I'm I'm a friend. You know, so um, I don't see a how you say a disparency or so in it. You know, it's it's not fake. It's kind of you you kind of just um, um, uh, how you say. Uh, enhance one type of your persona that's you but you just kind of take this thing and and take this uh, um, um, and underline it uh, for this channel yeah. and this for that channel to kind of so so we are back to this uh, categories where, where people put put things and it's easier for normal people you know and if they want to get to know you you will they will know oh you have uh, this alias and this and this and this and then we can kind of get the whole picture that you are more than one thing you know and that's yeah. most of the people are you know it's it's not we're yeah. not one dimensional beings who are only like joji um who's uh from 88 rising it's a popular rap group they also have uh joji's also originally was pink guy which is like some really like explicit comedy like youtube rap like thing and youtuber so it's like oh i didn't even know he was pink guy but i knew he was a part of 88 rising but i didn't even know pink guy was like first so it's like now i looked into it and i find out that they're the same people and it's like oh like that's so cool and like mm-hmm. he, you know he's obviously doing more than just the one thing so it's like it's totally different too i'm like he has this other persona and i'm like i think there's a lot of artists that do that mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, you know, what, what I wanted to say is, when, and this is not fake, because it's kind of, you have different, um, different things you have to do in your life, and you have to approach them differently, you know, like, yeah. um, with your children, you're different than with your wife and, and with your friends and stuff. And, and this is, and you're still you, that's, that's the point, you know, it's not like, oh, you have to be like this all the time. You are not, you know, uh, depends on the situation, how you, how you deal with it. So um, anyway, this is kind of just to, to wrap it up. I wanted to talk with you because uh, um, uh, I didn't actually know that you were an actor. <laughs> so uh, uh, I mean, at the moment, I guess it's quite complicated for you. 
and and you moved to Hawaii. Um, so this is kind of I I, I talked with a lot of musicians uh, and and also a filmmaker from Los Angeles. You know, where it's the thing going on. Uh, I mean, maybe talk a little bit about your acting and maybe why you moved to Hawaii if you want to. You know, if yeah. if I ask you something sure. you don't want to talk about, just don't don't do it. Um, for sure. I mean, I've been acting for a long time, like 12, like professionally, like 12 years, I guess now. Um, I started in Vancouver where I grew up. Um, I actually grew up on Vancouver Island. So I was always taking a ferry over to uh, Vancouver city for auditions. But, <laughs> That's cool. actually. Uh, I did a lot of uh, like kids shows and kids TV. I've done like um, one Netflix show called Some Assembly Required. And then I also did before that actually was a science show for kids called Finding Stuff Out, which I hosted and I, I got to make music for. I got to make mm -hmm. a theme song. I got to make a different song in every single episode. And it's for like, you know, it's for kids. It's like for like preschool to like grade three kind of thing. So it's like a science show for kids. And, you know, the music was super silly and fun, but that's a, it was such a good experience. And then That's also why it's like I got to separate like Tokyo Rat from like mm -hmm. <laughs> from got like it, my it, name it. as well because mm. like I have all these like fans that are like eight years old and like, <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna be into like a dark neo Tokyo post apocalyptic like 80s thing. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, so it's like yeah, separating it is probably a, like a really good idea. And then it's like I don't have to be so like I don't have to censor myself as much through that as well because I do sometimes. Uh, my audience has grown up now. Like, I feel like they're more like 14 and up now. Like, I'm not so young anymore because that was four or five years ago now. So I feel like the audience is starting to grow up with me. And um, uh, I don't have to be, I don't have to censor myself as much. Mm -hmm. But there still is like a sense of like, okay, I got to be, you know, I got to be like a good role model to some degree. Mm -hmm. like, I can't, I don't want to do like crazy stuff. I'm not like that kind of person anyway. So um, yeah, I definitely think about that. But then after after my show, I moved to L.A., got my, like, visa stuff. and like So you were in L.A., LA so, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, so kind I of cookie-cutter cookie cutter, uh, way of uh, going somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I went to L.A. after I finished my last show, some assembly. And then, you know, I had to do the whole immigration thing, which is just crazy. And then I just got my green card at the end of last year. So it took two years, maybe three, close to three, actually. And then, um, yeah, politically, the climate there is like pretty uh, shite. Um, <laughs> shite, that's an uh, um, uh, English term, right? Uh, yeah, it's pretty shit. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Scheiße in German, if you want to say it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, The only, uh, I was going to say, the only German I know, Ich habe Sauerkraut in meinen Lederhosen. <laughs> not bad, not bad. I have <laughs> and, uh, uh, Sauerkraut I in, in, my, in my Lederhosen. Uh, how yeah, are you? So, uh, know, uh, leather pants. Ah, sehr gut, sehr gut. Nicht I had schlecht. German exchange students who taught me that in band class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Politically, it's pretty shitty in L.A., but or in the U.S., I guess, in general. Uh, it wasn't so bad when I moved there. I moved there like the month. I guess it's been four years almost because I moved there the month that uh, Mr. Trump got elected. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, it was a big surprise for. I never have seen it coming. But anyway, I, I, yeah. I didn't saw also the Brexit and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we don't have to go yeah. where if you don't want to. But um, no, I will. Like, mm. I'll gladly go there because like if like, I don't know, I just really like. Look, I think there's like. Extreme viewpoints of like, oh, you either like hate him or love him. And I'm really like as a I don't know, I just like really think he's an idiot at, at sometimes and like. I just really don't stand for like any like most of the shit he does is like so crazy to me. It just boggles my mind like how anyone can support that. Like whether that's like politically your opinion or not, it's like I don't know. There's stuff there that's just morally really really wrong, um, which is the problem for me. Because I'm like, yeah, like you know, there's a lot of one issue like voters out there that are like, yeah, like we need to like tighten up immigration and like be careful with that and like build a wall. And it's like, okay, if that's your reasoning is like immigration policy, then sure, like vote, like sure, like you want to vote for him, but then you have all this other stuff that's coming to play that's just like so wrong and just like how unprofessional he is mm -hmm. as a human being. And that's where it, it's like, there's no question about it. Like you just can't, like you just can't vote for that guy. Mm -hmm. You can't vote for a guy who literally doesn't care about the country and he only cares about himself. Mm. Yeah, and also, I mean, if you if you think about it, what what he said, and you know the pussy crabbing, and uh, I mean, oh, he he's such a so disgusting bad. person. He's he's an bad. old sleazy grandpa and stuff. You know, I mean, I don't know. He has no filter. In in a way, this is good because you know exactly what he is. You know, like this yeah, this is a, a, a good thing. Who, but like, um, I'm a person who doesn't have a filter, so like mm. I can like. Like, I think that's hilarious. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, as a comedian and stuff, I just don't have a filter and I'll say like really dumb stuff sometimes. And like, it is what it is. It's like not, it's not that I always mean that though. But as a politician, like that's something else. Like that's a different level of like, you just can't. Like you mm -hmm. can't do that. And he does. And it's just so inappropriate. Like, I think that's why it's like so wrong. I'm like, if he was just Donald Trump and was like doing his reality show stuff, like, yeah, say all that stuff. It's hilarious. And like, people will still like follow you or whatever. But like, as soon as you're like talking about like, you're running a country, you're running one of the biggest countries in the world and mm -hmm. you're dealing with like people's lives now because there's a pandemic going on, like, and you're making people's lives like miserable or like, and you're like racist and you're like literally taking away women's rights to like be able to mm -hmm. abort a baby or whatever. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get real heated about it. Yeah, no, but, no, no, no. Uh, that's 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 fine. I mean, and 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 you should. And I mean, you're you're yeah. living where? For me, it's it's kind of far away. Of course, you know, uh, the world today is so interwoven. It's it's not that um, we it will affect Germany as well or the European Union and stuff. So uh, it's it's yeah. e even if it's far away, it's also um, uh, connecting yeah. to us. We are not we are not islands anymore. We are all. Um, in this together so um i mean i'm I, canadian so i can't mm. vote in the u.s election coming up but mm -hmm. um i have friends who are american and i'll definitely let them know what i mean what <laughs> i think i think we might election. know already <laughs> yeah exactly they especially like the younger people i like I, it's just really difficult i mean most of the people i meet even if they are like voting for trump it's just really hard because I find like some of them are just like, okay, people mm -hmm. like they're just normal people. And they just like, ha like they've just been fed 
the wrong news or they're just voting conservative because their parents vote conservative mm. or they're voting like based on one issue. Like I said, like they're like, yeah, my business is flourishing because of Trump. And like he gave us a tax break and it's like, that's why they're going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yes. Okay. Like if that's what you're going to vote for, it's like, how do you change those people's minds? And, and why would you want to like argue with somebody about it? I think there's just so much arguing about it that it's just tiring. Like at this point, yeah, and, and one one point, you know, I I talked with a lot of Americans already, and and one of the first shows I did was with e- some political majors, even you know, so who, who study this, and <laughs> one one big issue I see from perceive from the outside, uh, you know, from Germany, is you have basically you have only black and white, you know, you have only two choices, and that's yeah, also a big Canada, big problem. Like we have four mm-hmm. choices in Canada. Mm-hmm. We have like the Liberal Party and Conservative Party. Like we have basically Democrats and what, Republicans, but then we also have like the in between, and we also have the Green Party, and we also have like the Quebec Party that wants to separate from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I I lived for two years in in Montreal, so you know oh, I'm I'm, I'm I close. Spent, after I shot my uh, kids show, so I spent a lot of time in Montreal. Cool. Yeah, I, I really love Montreal. You know, I, so I have yeah. a soft spot for Canada anyway. Montreal, I, I even thought about, you know, becoming, um, you, you know, moving, I mean, being yeah. there permanently, uh, becoming a citizen, this was cool. what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. But then I got a good job offer in, in Amsterdam, so I, I went there. But um, yeah, I mean, Canada is is a, is a great place. It's it's so so different, you know. I mean, um, across the border is United States, and you would think it's kind of the same, but it's uh, no, it's it's yeah. People confuse us as the same, but we're quite different. Yeah. Um, we're the in between of some sorts. We're kind of a mixture of a lot of cultures, though, too. So, um, I mean, I grew up on the West Coast, so people don't even know I'm Canadian because I don't have an accent really. Um, until I say A, so Americans don't catch that I'm Canadian. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think Vancouver is like one of the best cities I've ever lived in and, and been to. Um, but also, I love Montreal. Like, one of like I would say that's my like second favorite place in Canada for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a great city, great people. It's it's just like, man, I, I'm so friend. Anyway. Um, I wanted to ask you why, why did you went to Hawaii? I mean, you have been to LA, oh. and and as an actor, you know, um, kind of it makes sense to be in LA. Mm-hmm. Also, musicians, a lot of musicians I I, I talk to are in LA. So, yeah, what made you to? Scene, like, so to Vancouver's Hawaii? music scene doesn't hit, and then mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, get into directing and uh, producing movies mm-hmm. more, which. Most of that business is coming up from L.A., coming from Hollywood up to Vancouver because it's like a two-hour flight. Mm -hmm. So I moved to L.A. um, to kind of focus on those career paths as well and continue my acting stuff and music stuff. I think there's more opportunity there for music and and, um, different, like, acting opportunities as well. But also, like, the weather there is beautiful. Like, L.A. is a really cool spot. Like, everyone's in L.A. Like, literally, you can do anything you Mm -hmm. want there as far as, like, creative arts go or, like, just any job in general, like LA has is the land of opportunity to some degree. It's also just super expensive and like dirty, but um, <laughs> uh, it's a really, really cool city and something somewhere I always wanted to live. So I just kind of committed to it. Um, and then with the pandemic and just like the cost of living and like not knowing, like, you know, a lot of my friends were leaving LA and then I kind of stayed there for like the first month. And I had signed a month-to-month lease. My friend was supposed to move down with me. 
uh, who is like my co-writer, co-business partner, and really close friend. He's also an actor. He was supposed to move in with me, but then because of the pandemic, he couldn't, he, his visa was delayed. He couldn't move. So I was like, okay, I like don't want to do this really, but I think it's the best time to just pack up my stuff, throw it in a storage and just go back home for a bit and see what's going to happen. Like at that time, nobody knew if it was going to be three or four months or like a year or like mm -hmm. next week that it was like, oh, like it's fine. Mm, like, it was all up in so, the air. Okay. Yeah. They, we were getting different news every day. Mm -hmm. So as time went on though, and then I, I had made that decision, I was glad I made the choice because things were obviously just getting worse. So I was like, okay, I got to get like, just get out of here. So I flew back to Vancouver and there was zero like people on my flight, zero people at the airport. It was super weird. Like the last thing I wanted to do was travel. I was actually really stressed out about it. Um, but it seemed to be okay. And I had my mask and all that before they were even required on planes for some reason. Um, and then um, the reason I'm in Hawaii is I had like, so I spent my five months back in Vancouver with some friends and stuff. Um, and then I have a, because I have my green card in the States, they're like, oh, like, ah, you need I to be there. You need to be I there. Otherwise, to it expires. Ah, or I'm going to lose it. my green card. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it expires. Uh, yeah. I, uh, or, yeah. Or mm. they can take it away or whatever. Mm. So I was like, well, shit, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just worked, I mean, I spent money and three years on lawyers mm. and paperwork mm. to get this. So I was like, no way am I going to risk losing it just because of this. So I was like, okay, where can I go where I'm not going to get COVID and it's not super, super expensive and I can just hang out for three months and then figure out what I want to do next, like mm -hmm. come January. So I was like, okay, like I was looking into it. I was like, I was really thinking about Portland because it's closer to Vancouver and I mm -hmm. love Portland, like mm -hmm. love, love Portland. If like, Port I wish Portland had like a bigger film industry like Vancouver or LA because mm -hmm. I would like live in a second, like. I love that city so much and the people there are super friendly and the food is amazing. And yeah, Portland's one of the coolest cities, um, in my opinion, but, um, yeah, it was Portland or Hawaii, uh, and Hawaii had less COVID cases and also warmer weather. So I was like, I've never been to Hawaii. I know zero people here. Uh, but it just kind of, I was like, why not? Like what an adventure. I'll just go spend some time in Hawaii and escape COVID. They still have really low cases. I think they had 30 today, which is like, I think even less than Vancouver at this mm -hmm. point, um, which makes sense because they're an island and they've been really strict about it. Like they have the they have the two week quarantine. They're the only state with like a two week quarantine order, as far mm -hmm. as I know, um, which is like bizarre to me because I'm like, all of Canada is doing that. I think if you enter from out of the country, so yeah, that's kind of why I chose Hawaii. So I'm chilling in Waikiki and cool. uh, making music and writing. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so yeah, this would, would be my next, uh, because as an actor, um, yeah, the times are bad for, for your work. So uh, I guess you don't do yeah. much acting. There was, a, there was no reason to go back to L.A. Let's put it that way. Um, Vancouver, there were some auditions happening. L.A., there was a couple auditions, but nothing real like, nothing like before COVID. Like I would get like sometimes three or four a week and now I'm getting like maybe that a month, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, September I had like nothing. So yeah, I, there was like, there was no reason to go back to LA and anytime I do get an audition, uh, mm -hmm. it's all at home. It's all on a self tape. I tape my audition myself on a camera and a tripod and have someone read the lines with me. And um, that's just the way casting is doing it because 
they don't want to bring a bunch of people into the room anyway right now. So it's kind of like, oh, this is an interesting opportunity where I have my suitcase with me. I don't have all my music gear. I don't have a lease somewhere. Like I can just go anywhere and live and like not worry about it. And like, I can still do my auditions from anywhere. So this is the time to do it. Like mm -hmm. it's the time to come to Hawaii for three months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so, uh, okay. Um, that's maybe an inappropriate, but, but you're, you're still financially fine. So, um, with, with yeah. the work you, you still have or get, uh, you know, don't answer this if you don't want to. Um, it's not, not, my business but yeah because yeah, you know you, you cannot uh, really work so i'm i'm it's it might be a little bit tougher yeah there was um that was part of my reason to move back to vancouver was financial stuff so i could save some money because i didn't have a job when that hit like i was like well there's no jobs so and i'm in la and i had just started a part-time actually at a boba shop because i love boba but it was also just like extra cash to pay for groceries and stuff so i was like okay well I'm just going to be here bleeding money and I'm on a month to month lease. So I'm like, why am I here? Why would I stay? Mm -hmm. So like, let me go back to Vancouver, paid like, you know, one fifth of the rent that I was paying in LA, which is uh, crazy, but I was splitting the rent. That's why. Um, so that, and it was Canadian dollar, which is cheaper than us dollar. So that helped. But then Canada was doing um, unemployment. So I did some unemployment, um, with them, with the government, until uh, I started working a little bit. I was like teaching some acting classes online. Um, so that was like a little bit of extra cash. And then actually I got a job as of October. I'm like project managing something for mm -hmm. an anti-bully anti -bully campaign. So I have a job for the next few months and it's all remote, all online. Okay. And, okay. and then I'm also teaching acting classes online now, which has been like kind of a blessing. Like it's been kind of like, yeah, it's been good. I've, I've got some extra work now. Um, so yeah, I saved some money and actually like, it's weird because I like feel bad, like kind of like bragging about this, like during, <laughs> during this, because I know a lot of people like lost jobs and stuff, but like mm. I got more work out of it almost and like ended up, I mean, I had like a couple thousand dollars credit card debt because I had to move and stuff. And I got out of my credit card debt over the last five months. So, um, yeah, it's been okay for me. Okay. No, it's, it's good. I mean, you know, I'm, I, had, I'm, I'm I never happy had that... credit card debt. Like I've been pretty mm. good financially because of the shows I worked on and uh, I invested in real estate as well. And then like, yeah, just as far as the financial thing goes, like because I invested in real estate, I can not have a nine to five and be able to do music and film and write all the time. So um that's kind of where where i'm at so yeah and and writing means for you you're you're, you're making your own uh, scripts and stuff or your uh, own yeah. shows or what do yeah, you yeah, do yeah. yeah i've made some short films and been directing more obviously the goal is like to do um a feature film so something i'm really passionate about right now i'm almost on a third draft with and i'm talking to my manager about it it's like a coming-of-age comedy film about my hometown on vancouver island so I'm almost done a third draft of that and it's super funny. I mean, I'm writing it for myself to either direct or a play mm -hmm. me it's mm -hmm. about my life growing up. So that'd be like, that's like my passion project right now. We'll <laughs> your Rocky, your Rocky movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, it's super funny. I think it's super funny anyway. It's definitely like the best piece of writing I've ever done. So I'm curious to see 
what happens with it. But also I might be, I wrote a thriller feature screenplay as like a, not a spec, but kind of as like a test to like become a better writer with my co-writer. Mm-hmm. And we might be selling that. And it's, we wrote that two years ago. So that would be an interesting thing to happen as well. Um, that'd be pretty exciting. So yeah, I've just been writing and becoming a better writer and I'm doing improv classes on Zoom now, which is cool that I can continue with that. Um, and also writing music. I'm, I'm actually working on a collaboration right now with another synthwave artist um, very early in the works though. But my next stuff that I wanna make, I've, I'm very inspired by like Outrun music right now. Okay, um, I, I don't know Outrun so. Uh... Outrun is like a sub genre of synthwave, I guess, or yeah, I think it's a sub genre of synthwave. It's all based on like, it's a certain aesthetic, just like synthwave is a certain aesthetic, mm-hmm. I guess. It's like, it's fast paced. It's just like, Outrun is basically like you're being chased, like you're in a car, like okay, it, okay. it feels like that. It's very much like that. And there's, there's also an old video game, um, uh, I think it's Sega. 1986 called outrun and it's a ferrari on the cover and a lot of outrun stuff kind of inspired like synthwave artists as well to some degree okay okay anyway but yeah thank you so so you're doing well and you can kind of um yeah you you make <laughs> actually for you the time is is actually not too bad you you either write you make music or um you do taped auditions stuff so yeah. um not not really okay i mean i'm I'm happy to hear that you know i i wish yeah. everyone well um i'm also in a, in a in a good position i i still have my job and i can work from home if i need to but i rather yeah, go to the office um yeah i'm in the it sector so that's um yeah, cool. you know it's it's anyway online a lot um so yeah. um I, I, mean, want... I hope anyone that like lost a job or is like struggling can like find a way to like not benefit off the pandemic, but like find a way to like make it work or find like they might find a better, easier or way to make more money than they were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I that, that, that would be the best case, but sorry, I, I go ahead. Yeah, just like learn and adapt with the, the times, I guess, which is easy to say and harder to do, I understand. But I feel like, I don't know, I'm a, a very ambitious person. So like, no matter what happens, I'm going to figure it out, make it work. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think hope. I think so. Um, you know, with, I, I was just talking the other day with a friend about it. Um, you know, people only change if something most likely bad happens to them, you know, because uh, I mean, you always know, oh, you know, you can get up earlier and you can learn a new language and you can learn a new skill and this and that. But, you know, when there is, I mean, you're also part of this game, uh, when there is Netflix and so many distractions and, you know, Instagram and da-da-da-da-da and, you know, thousand things you can do with your time and um, that distract you from from having a clear goal or, or going somewhere, you know. And so um, yeah. That's interesting you say that. And, like, yeah, I think it's easy to get distracted, even as an, especially as an artist, maybe, especially when you move to, like, L.A., it's like, I'd club a lot on the weekends, but I would always try to like meet people and like, just like, I don't know. There's like a whole networking game in LA, which can get really like stale really fast. and can also just like waste your time to some degree, like chasing people down or whatever. So never really got super into that, but I really enjoy it. I'm just outgoing and I like meeting people. 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm down to do your radio show and like talk for an hour. Yeah, thank <laughs> um, you. Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy <laughs> you, that you do. But like what I found that really helped me at least and hope maybe this will help somebody else who's listening. Um, whatever your goal is or whatever like your dream career is or whatever, you need to find out like the, like the three things or like find out a few things that you can do every single day that will help you like get closer to that. And if you're not doing those things, then you need to figure out like what those things are. And it's so simple. Like, oh, I want to be a chef. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to like, first, you, you should cook something every day. Second, you should like take a cooking lesson or try to get, try to learn one new thing about cooking every single day and maybe watch a cooking show or something. Like three things that you can definitely do every single day, no matter what, to work towards your goal. For me, if I want to like make a movie or act or make music, This is my like schedule every day in my phone. It's not a set. Oh, I'll see if I can share. Okay, that. yeah, I, I see it. Write, sketch, script, journal, create, show, shoot, watch, film, show, come <laughs> Okay, watch. So, I guess a lot of people would be on for the watch. <laughs> I watch yeah, Netflix for research. <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between just like mindlessly watching and making sure you're. Uh, I, I know, I know what you mean. It was just yeah, just yeah. a joke, just a joke. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, that's fun. But I'm sure mm -hmm. everyone can find something fun for whatever it is they want to. Cooking, it's like. Yeah, you can cook a meal. It's like, so that's fun too. Like, yeah, you get to eat, like cook a dessert. Then if you mm -hmm. want to become a chef or a baker, it's like, okay, now you get to cook a dessert every single day. And like, that's super fun. Like <laughs> most people don't do that. So it's like, do that. Like I'm going to watch a comedy thing or I'm going to watch a show at least once a day and like learn from it or try to, but I keep it loose. Like, I, I mean, I say this to just keep myself like responsible for working towards the goal. I don't have to do so much. I don't have to finish a script every single day. Mm -hmm. I think But this is I, also I, impossible. Okay. As long as I just write in my journal, as long as I write like one character description, or if I write like just a note about an idea that I had, or like uh, I have a sketch idea, I'm going to write that. Or like, oh, I have an idea for that one scene in the movie I'm writing. I'm going to go write that today. It's like, as long as I just do one, one small thing, it's like, mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. It's just 365 days in the year. And then you've done that 365 times and you have like five scripts at the end of the year and uh, and three sketches and a journal filled out and 20 more characters that you can use in other scripts. Like, And then as far as create something, it's like, I can't make a movie every day, but it's like, what can I do to do that? Like shoot one thing on my phone even, even just to like try something or like edit something or send an email that will help me get to get to like, create something mm -hmm. no i completely I also, i also play music in here too so uh, if, I see. Don't, if i can't do any of that then it's like play some music like just mm -hmm. play something or make a beat or whatever no I, and i i get it because it's not um it doesn't really matter how good or bad the thing is you create it's if, if you, you have it kind of constantly in your mind you know when when this is kind of even if it takes the backside sometimes you know sometimes you try to to solve something and you're thinking and thinking and thinking and you don't find the solution but if you keep it in your in your you know in your how you say subconsciousness in your subconscious yeah. level all the time when there's oh then this you know it happens to me sometimes because i'm also you know i'm i'm not writing scripts but I'm writing uh, the lyrics for the songs uh, I sing, and then oh, and, and I had, you know, I had like, um, I wanted to go to sleep, and I couldn't sleep because I was like, okay, this, uh, this uh, I needed to get up and write it down, and now I I leave um, some paper right next to my bedstand so that I can write it down right away if yeah. if uh, things occurs because you know, 
the next day uh, you usually forget uh, things. One thing I'm trying to add to this, I probably should actually add it in my thing, is read, uh, mm -hmm. especially writer. That's uh, a good good thing, yeah. I bought an ebook reader for Christmas last year, and I, my goal is to read five books by the end of this year, and I have finished barely one. So mm -hmm. um, I haven't done that, but that's okay. I'll I'll still work. On yeah, it. I mean, there's still room for improvement. So why why should you yeah. be different than all the other people? I like to read as well, and I kind of forgot it for. A, I mean, kind of forgot. It's it's wrong, but I didn't do it for a while because you know there's so many distractions out there. I like yeah. to watch a lot of stuff stuff on YouTube, and um, I realized that I have a, a Amazon uh, um, here. What do you call it? Um, priority thing or something where I can watch yeah. a lot. Of, oh, there's so many movies there, <laughs> and I, when yeah. I kind of got stuck into this for a few weeks like and then I realized oh man this is really annoying I don't read my books anymore because I like to read like uh, different books sometimes uh, I read at the moment four books four different books because sometimes I like more this and sometimes I like more that and yeah. you know more deeper stuff more a little bit uh, lighter things and but but yeah it's it's good to read because You process things and and you you get new thoughts and um, or you just entertain yourself and for you as a writer you know an aspiring yeah. writer it's also important how to put things down because it's not like um, I guess for you know I I've been an actor as well and I always admire people who can really write dialogue uh, of of authentic dialogue of people this is for me the hardest thing to write just to write down a scene okay. Easy, you know, this and this happens, this is on the table, blah, 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 blah. Easy, kind of, you know, don't, don't want to uh, put you down here. But dialogue, you know, like um, that's why Tarantino is is so good or so, so well regarded because he writes dialogue like people really talk. And this is so hard to capture how people really interact in this thing, you know, the, the best. A whole, uh, it's a whole puzzle that comes together for movies. The writing is your is the instruction manual. Mm -hmm. I like to say the writing the writing the script is an instruction manual for everyone. So you have to be very clear and simple, but very clear for every department. Because then there's like, yeah, actors are gonna make your dialogue natural as well if they're good actors. Mm -hmm. If you give Quentin Tarantino's script to a bunch of bad actors, it's gonna be garbage. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's true. Say, also, yeah, you need matter doesn't matter mm -hmm. what, how good he is at writing dialogue. But it's also, yeah, of course, Quentin's an amazing writer. I love his movies. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he has a talent as a writer and a director and, and an actor. He acts in his movies too. I just watched, um, I haven't watched all of Quentin's movies, but I've watched most now, I think. And I just watched Unusual Suspects. So. Oh, un, uh, the, you mean The Usual Suspects? Oh, yeah, yeah, The Usual Suspects. Is this a Quentin Tarantino movie? It is. Mm, I I, no, I don't think so. Jack, maybe I'm wrong. I think I think you are, but because I really love this movie, and I don't think it's a Tarantino movie. But I could be wrong. The Usual Suspects, the oh, yeah, Fenster, so. and uh, uh, where, uh, uh, it's Brian Singer. Oh, I think Brian Singer uh, did this movie, right? Oh, then what am I thinking of? The other uh, um, uh, Reservoir uh, Dogs, maybe. Uh, One of his first. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of then. Let me check, actually. Not Reservoir Dogs. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to 
Sorry, I didn't want to embarrass you, but but this is one of I, I really like the usual suspects. It's a really cool movie. Uh, what am I thinking of then? Uh, yeah, the Hateful Dogs. Eight? No, not The Hateful Eight. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I am thinking of Reservoir Dogs then. Reservoir Dogs? Maybe I just am thinking Usual Suspects was Quentin Tarantino for some reason. I mean, it, it, it has some aesthetic uh, of, uh, you know, um, it's, uh, it's here with uh, the actor you cannot talk about anymore. What's his name? Um... I, oh, uh, I really Kevin like Spacey. him. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, you know, this is, I mean, this is a, I just yesterday I was talking about him because I really like Kevin Spacey, you know, in, in, um, uh, there was, um, how, how, uh, this one with, um, where he played this, what was it? American Love Story or no, what was the, the um, American Beauty. Um, oh, I love American Beauty. This was a really cool because I, <laughs> I remembered, you know, because somebody asked me what what jobs did I did in the past, and I kind of did a lot of different jobs, you know, construction work and whatever, and I was even working at a McDonald's, uh, and actually American Beauty brought me to this because he he is uh, when the, you know he's working at this fast food joint where his wife comes with his lover uh, her lover and stuff and I was he inspired me let's try also working at a McDonald's because I just want to see how how it feels you know because wow. it's such a stupid kind of work where you have a lot of free time in your in your head you know kind of like Albert Einstein um, some people think that he got uh, to think about all his great ideas because he had a, such a boring job. So kind of, he, he kind of, uh, it's sometimes like you do exercises, you know, you do something with your body and, and where you don't need to have a conscious, um, you know, you go jogging, let's put it this way. Yeah, a lot and of then people he, say their best ideas happen when they're driving because you're thinking about driving, but then mm -hmm. you like zone out and that's when you have the most creative ideas. Exactly, or under the shower or something, when you kind of keep your mind it wanders and then it, it takes off and so for, for me this is kind of uh, an explanation why Albert Einstein I mean you need to be intelligent of course you know it's uh, no question about that but um, if you kind of occupy your mind with some mundane uh, very boring stuff then then uh, you know your subconsciousness and it, it can wander somewhere off mm -hmm. and um, anyway and and so <laughs> I like Kevin Spacey. Uh, I know it's very. Um, I don't know if I can, if I'm allowed to say this or something. He made mistakes, and that's for sure not right. What what he did and stuff, but um, he's a he's a great actor. Um, anyway, I, I don't need you. I don't want you to comment, or you know, I don't want to trick you to say something or so. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean. He anyway, is I, I, I'm coming. Um, I was like, uh, yeah, the usual suspects, Kevin Spacey. And that's why I came to Kevin Spacey. And uh, yeah, American Beauty is just a great, great movie. Um, yeah, I'm I miss him a bit. <laughs> but yeah, so there's uh, other great actors. I think that's mm. what it is. Like mm -hmm. he's, he is a fantastic actor. There's other fantastic actors as well. So we'll just get to see some new ones. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, this is... Um, actors, I want good actors that are good people as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and in a way, you know, I mean, you are an actor as well. It's um, 
a good actor is also um, a multi-layered person. You know, it's not only the the good stuff and the fun stuff. And you know, some some actors you like, um, you know. As I watched Breaking Bad, I didn't know much about Brian Cranston before, you know, that he did all this comedy show stuff, uh, Milton in, in the middle Malcolm or something. Middle. Malcolm, Malcolm yeah. in the middle. I grew up watching that show. So Brian Cranston was like that guy to me. But then mm -hmm. I put off watching Breaking Bad for a long time. And then when I finally did watch it, I was like, this is insane. And I, you know, forgot about Malcolm in the middle, obviously, but he's mm -hmm. a great actor. I also watched him in a film. Um, at a film festival. I wonder, is that the Vancouver Film Festival, maybe? Or was it at Cannes? I watched him in a film at a film festival, and it was a really interesting movie as well. He's just a versatile actor, mm -hmm. I think. And, and this is the point I wanted to make, you know. Um, in order to be versatile, um, like I said before, you know, you, you like different kind of music. You're also a different kind of person. And we also mm -hmm. have a darkness in us, you know. I mean, it's mm -hmm. kind of, if you... If you're growing more mature, you know that there's um, bad urges in you and, and there's bad feelings. You know, I personally got a lot of um, typecasted as a bad guy because I really can play a bad guy really well, you know, and, uh, you know, a sleazy, uh, you yeah. know, not not good uh looking and uh, anyway womanizing stuff and I really love it because I can go overboard because I'm usually not this person but yeah. there is a little seed in me you know if circumstances are bad I could be a bad person you know uh, and I can and can uh, I'm I'm able to do bad stuff I don't want to do it and I keep myself in check of course but it's it's um It's a lie if we are only just good people all the time, you know. We have to work on staying good people. And and um, anyway, and, and as an actor, you can you can um, uh, legally explore these bad things, you know. You can play yeah. a killer and you can play a bad guy and you can beat up people. And yeah, I like enjoy I, it. You know, one of my dream roles right now is like, yeah, I want to play some like psychopath mm -hmm. killer or whatever. I lived in like... Uh, Gastown for four years and there's like all these crazy like you know they have a lot of mental health problems and they're on drugs like homeless population down there so I like basically have done a character study for four years and now I'm just waiting to be able to do play that role mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. there's these crazy people down there and it's just really fascinating to me like what drugs can do in combination with like a mental health problem so I've actually wrote the, the script I other script I wrote is actually about this girl who she's not addicted to drugs but she's experiencing these hallucinations and doesn't know what's real and what's not mm -hmm. so she's having a, the blurred line of reality and and fiction for her and that's her struggle in the movie um so yeah something about that is like really cool to me and like being able to play a character like that or getting the opportunity one day too like would be awesome like And that's what is fun about being an actor. It's like, yeah, you get to do things that you never do in real life. Exactly, like, exactly. And and, and you can kind of say stuff that you never say. And the same as comedy. It's like you say stuff that you would never say in real life. Like, mm -hmm. like it's real life. But like you say stuff that you would never actually say. It's like that's what comedy is. And like people like I feel like are forgetting that in this day and age. But like Exactly. You have to push the boundaries a little bit, you know. This is exactly what, what you need to do with comedy. I mean, comedy is funny because you overstep certain things. Yeah. You you kind of... I want to uh, see, like, <laughs> see comedy, like, on stage at a comedy show and laugh. And I don't want to see it, 
uh, in U.S. politics where it is right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good Donald point. Donald Trump is hilarious, but it's not funny when you're actually dealing with like consequences to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. Where you have your, like, your thumb on the nuclear trigger or something, you know, when, when really yeah, like, bad things can happen. Yeah, go say funny stuff. Like mm -hmm. go say funny stuff on stage at a comedy show. Go say like those thoughts that you have that like you might actually believe or not, but like it doesn't matter. Like it's a joke. Like go say that on stage. Like, yeah, it's a pandemic. Like, yeah, fucking mm -hmm. say that on stage. Don't say that like, because it's not real. It's not true. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. I mean, like as much as we, um, I just talked about to be authentic and to uh, enhance some maybe bad parts of yourself, in um, in politics, as as harder as it is, it, you need to be more subtle and more. I mean, you need to talk with bad people, you know, uh, uh, with. Uh, um, dictators and stuff and, and still be kind of smiling at them and you know they kill their own people or whatever. But yeah. you need to be a, there's a certain level of professionalism you, you need to have to, um, um, this doesn't mean you, you say you, you like them or something. And in a way, you know, he talked with Kim Jong-un. Um, that's, that's a cool in a way, but, yeah. but he, he did it the wrong way <laughs> Some, somehow you know i mean yeah. he, he didn't got it to i don't know he used it to brag about it that he was talking with like, them oh, like me and kim jong-un are mm. friends yeah. and then he's like but he, but he won't say like oh like racism and white supremacy is wrong like mm -hmm. that's crazy like, yeah he, he got some issues going on there yeah so yeah and pff, i don't i don't know what to what to say to that i'm and i also <laughs> on the other On the other hand is um, what I think it's positive. I think I said it before. It's that he at least say, say he, he's not, um, he has wrong viewpoints, but he's honest about them. You know, he's not mm. lying. That, that's a good thing in, in a bad way. You, you, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's kind it's of, good, you, you know what you get from and him. It, and, and it's different from most politicians. Mm -hmm. um, why? there's a large portion of people who like him mm -hmm. uh, doesn't mean he's right <laughs> exactly exactly it doesn't mean he's right but but at least you know where he stands and where he where he um you know where he is because sometimes um a big criticism here in germany to some of the politicians is that we're talking about we, we have lots of words and you don't know what we mean you know it's kind of like it's just uh huh okay Okay, does it mean you are for it or you're against it? Or because we, we, we dodge questions with a lot of um, jargon and talk, yeah. you know. Oh, uh, actually, you know, uh, you, you give them a yes or no question and they talk for five minutes about something and you don't have an answer, you know. So it's kind of, yeah. and, and in, in a way, this is a good thing on Trump that he, you, you get like, Uh, okay, he dodges the question with a with a racist and stuff, and where he you know the militia and the proud boys and all the things he he's not talking about and uh, good people, like good racist. people. Like, how dare you say that? Like it's so crazy. Mm. Yeah, or you know, like um, uh, there are bad people on either side. Yes, you can say this of everything, you know, but still you can say racism is bad. And there might be some nice races who are not that racist or whatever. Yeah, who, exactly. who knows, you know, or who love their family and that, that's fine. But racism is still not a good thing. And also the leftists, you know, the, um, 
there's also violence is bad. It doesn't really matter if it's left or right yeah. or whatever, yeah, wherever yeah, it yeah. comes from. You can say that. Period. The there most, is no. I read something very interesting recently, which is like the whole foundation of America was built on like, you know, people being like, I, I want to make the country the best, like vote for me kind of thing. And I'll run the country and it's for us. Mm -hmm. And then it became a two party system where it's we're better than this group of people and and we're better than that group of people and vote for us, not them. Mm -hmm. um, instead of just like, hey, like, here's a bunch of people like like, like this is best for everyone. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. It's it's so um, it's either black or white, and it's yeah. not because even if one side wins, there is all like forty percent at least of the other side, and you, you yeah. still need to. It's still your constituents. It's still your people. You still need to talk with them. You still need to care for them and 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 make policies for them because otherwise we're getting very unhappy, and it's not right, you know, to kind of filter out these people because uh, you, you see what I'm getting to. It's kind of even like if you get isn't a bad thing. Illegal immigration is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, like not legally immigrating to a country is bad. Like there, you know, you, you don't know who that person is. Mm -hmm. They could have criminals or whatever. That's true. So it's like when Trump says stuff like that, it's like, that's not false. Like, and that's why a lot of people vote for him there. But then it's like, well, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like, you know, there's good points either side. It's like people who don't understand the corporate tax thing. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, he made $750 in taxes. Uh, we got to chop off his head and like kill him. And it's like, no, like, you know, he just used the tax law that's available mm -hmm. to everybody. You just, you aren't smart enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you don't have enough uh, lawyers and, and, and to, to find all these loopholes and stuff. Yeah. You don't this even is... need, I don't know, my dad's an accountant. So maybe that's why. Okay. Okay. So you <laughs> <You're> <laughs> better, but like, I mean, you know, and this is also, it's, it's, it's a good point. It's morally, it's most likely wrong what he does morally, yeah. but legally, it's not illegal what he did. I'm pretty sure, you know, I mean, um, that's why he doesn't want to show his uh, his tax returns and or what, thing, what, the things he paid or not paid. Um, one thing is interesting, like, sorry, I'm cutting you off a little bit, is like, I'd say like eight out of 10 things he says he's going to do never actually happen. He's mm -hmm. just all talk. Like he's tried to change immigration law so many times and he's like, I'm banning these people from coming. I'm banning these visas from happening, but it never passes the Senate or Congress or whatever it is. I don't know exactly how the US political system works, but I do read these things that pop up and it's like, he tried to block them and it doesn't happen. Like he tries to change the way this works, but it doesn't happen. But he says it, he's doing it. Like Ex that's the difference. Exactly. He, he's, he's, he's in the media and he's perceived as someone who's against it, but nothing ever happens, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is kind of, it's kind of, like a false advertising you can say because weird, um, man. yeah but he plays the media media really well you know yeah. so he really knows what to do and and i don't like him but i have to give him credit for that and you see we are talking now about him and and we are not liking him and we don't want him to be re-elected but maybe through talking about you know it's for me it's kind of he must have uh, really good friends or stuff because people are still holding on to him. And, and there, there, there is something behind the scenes um, what's going on because otherwise he's, 
He's not a smart person. He doesn't strike me as a smart person. He had a big inheritance from his father, so he didn't really work for it. He never earned really something. He, uh, as far as we know, he um, lost a lot of money in his businesses. Yeah. All his endeavors kind of never yeah. really got somewhere. Um, but he's still <laughs> bragging about the good ratings he gets because he's having now a corona at, uh, 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 announcements and stuff. So what are people supposed to watch? I mean, this is important stuff. So you don't get a good rating because it's kind of life or death, you know? Sure. So It's also like he's literally like, I mean, he's just manipulated media in a way where it's like all of his supporters or the majority are like, everything's fake news. Like mm -hmm. they're brainwashed where it's like everything's fake if it, if he's not saying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but like who, who, who checks him, you know? I mean, if this is... Um, yeah, of course. I mean, logically, yeah. Like any sane person is going to be like, yeah, who checks him though? Like how do we know he's right? And like go beyond that. But there's a large like population that's just like uneducated and like doesn't think that way and is mm -hmm. just like... What he says goes like that's it. Like he's a genius, and like he's making America great again. And I have my job because of him. And it's like you realize like politics doesn't trickle down that far. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't care. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it, he he's a honestly he's a little enigma to me. You know, I don't really know how uh, to decipher him. Um, I think the whole world is like that. I mean, mm. we also have to remember he didn't win the popular vote. Like most people don't didn't vote for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's also that's a really strange system the Americans have. I mean, you're a Canadian as well, so I don't get it. He he didn't no. win, but he won because the, the electoral college and, and all this stuff, it's, it's a really weird system. And we are, as Germans, you know, that's the funny part. Uh, the Americans kind of gave us their system, but it seemed like we, we adopted it to something better uh, because mm. here it's kind of like... Um, anyway, we don't need to, to get into there. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, the history, though, right? Like, yeah, this is, um, yeah. America's almost becoming what, like, they fought against. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you, 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 I mean, you know, of course, the German history, we had, uh, you know, bad parts, let's put it this way. And, <laughs> and, and I really fought, you know, I grew up in East Germany, I grew up in the Russian zone. So, um, you know, I, I grew up in a different system in the communist system, all the Americans fear so much. And I tell you, that's something different than the, than the, um, oh, what's the Democrats or the, um, the, um, the Republicans, Who, who's, who's what, because sometimes I forget, Uh, uh, the Democrats are like liberal, the Republicans are conservative. Yeah, and, and this is not socialism. Even if, you know, Bernie Sanders, uh, what he talks about, it, it has socialist ideas. But I grew up in the communist regime, and that's something completely different. So it's not yeah. becoming Russia with... Um, um, 100%. Yeah, any, anyway, um, what did I want to say? Uh, I lost my track a little bit. But maybe let's let's get it back to to music and to to, to us i mean where, where we were talking and and we, we've wrapped it up because yeah we cannot yeah, I really good, uh, i love a good political chat i don't talk a lot of politics online usually but i don't mind it either mm -hmm. like i just don't mind it like i think like you know we talked about being good people and stuff and i'm like what makes at least what i feel like makes me a good person is like comedy and music and art and mm -hmm. movies and i'm like at the end of the day my opinion on you know i'm always trying to be a good person and i'm like hey like do whatever you want in life like this is like my kind of like saying it's like do whatever you want in life 
as long as it doesn't negatively impact somebody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that's the golden rule, basically, you know. Um, or was it the Goldilocks rule or something? And, um, yeah, if, if you, um, you, you know, cert, certain things are, to say it in, in the American uh, formula, self-evident, you know? I mean, it's if, if, you, if you beat up your wife, that's not a good thing. I don't need anyone to uh, tell me that. That's, that's not good, yeah, you know? No and uh, exactly, if, if you cannot resolve conflict, um, with words or, you know, um, with thoughts and, and kind of thing. Um, I wanted to say something else before, because what I really like in the United States is um, the, the freedom of speech, you know, and mm. even in Germany, we are a little bit more um, uh, forced to be very careful with our speech. And mm. um, for me, it's always the intent of things, you know. I don't need swear words or bad words or N-words to hurt someone. If I really want to hurt someone, I can do that with normal words that are not uh, on a list or somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. for me, it's the intention of things. And, and you know, talking about Tarantino, he uses the N-word quite a lot and he's certainly not a racist. Um, yeah. So, uh, y- you know, you get it that it's kind of like sometimes rules are really not... I mean, yeah, people have forgotten about intention. Yeah. So, um, and and like actions over words. Exactly. Actions speak louder than words. And that's always the case. And and Trump, what he did with all his, uh, you know, with Stormy Daniels and stuff, you know, he's just an an idiot who who's i i don't get oh sorry we're, we're back to politics i wanted to 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 steer to something else but yeah he he's so hard to to get around and um for for him it's it's like a publicity stunt going on for far world, too long and at least like i'd say like 99% of the world and 50% plus of americans can all agree that like he shouldn't be running the country mhm Yeah, he, he might he's, be a good guy. Like he, uh, I don't know him. He would, he, yeah, he would be an enter. He's a good entertainer, but he's yeah. on in the wrong position. Let's put it this way, you know. He, he, for his show, you know, you got fired yeah, or whatever. He, he was I'm great. Sure, like hanging out with him, hilarious. I'm sure, mm-hmm. like that's why people around him are still around him because he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, a, a, a good a point. Hilarious president. Like I don't want a mm-hmm. hilarious person running the country. Exactly. We, we want a. Um, a sane-minded, a very thorough-thinking person to go through this because it's not like, um, you know, running a country is not like steering a race car like this and that. It's it's you have a big ship, and and if you if you change things, you know, you have to go slowly and you have to kind of you're you're not an island. You have to see how other people react. You know, like he's now humility leading uh, uh, China and, and other countries, you know, um, and, and why, for, for what? And, and you can say, here, I'm, I'm back to the politician talk, which I hated in the beginning, but you can say subtle nuances and, and yeah. say what you mean without kind of embarrassing or letting other people or countries lose their face, you know, um, Because we, when, when, when we need to react as well, you know, we have this Turkey problem and, and Turkey is um, actually a weak country at the moment. But uh, um, I would not 
kick them when we're down, you know, because when we kind of get even more ego and 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 uh, rail around uh, um, Erdogan. I don't know if you anyway with a more European issue. Um, so yeah, it's is easy to 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 hate on on Trump, and he's just the wrong person in the wrong position at the moment. You know, he he might yeah. not be such a bad person. You're right. Um, and he has lots of fans and, and he has entertainment value. Like you can <laughs> certainly uh, uh, say as a Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. but he, he should not run in this country. Period. No. no. I mean, I think if anything, like my dream right now is like, hey, like this whole COVID uh, thing has brought the world like together more, even though like, I don't know. We've all taken a step back. At least this is how I feel in America and Canada, like um, in US. It's like we've all had to take a step back and like realize what's important, which like mm -hmm. isn't maybe capitalism, but also just like, okay, like how, like why aren't we like doing things like we should be like making things easier, like with technology? Like we could have been doing that 10 years ago. Like now all of a sudden I can go do my car insurance online. It's like, why weren't we doing that 10 years ago? Like some places were doing it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's definitely like advancement, even though we've all, because we've had to all take a step back. It's like, hey, like this is time for like change. Like this is time for like a big worldview shift of like how we can make things easier and better and like how art like can become better and shared easier. And like there's new art forms and experimentation coming out of it. And like, I think there's like, you know, there's going to be a lot of good things. It's just right now we're in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're yeah, in that no. like slump right now, politically, like politically in the world, and just like in general, like I think the whole world is like feeling it to some degree of like a big shift in like a lot of different things. You know, like I think there's a lot of um, I don't know if they're like second world or third world countries that are like on the brink of like first world or like on the brink of like you know making real changes. So like that's mm -hmm. kind of like a, in, like a good thing as well. And I think the pandemic. Mm, yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. It, it showed, you know, how how vulnerable we are, even if you are thinking we are very prepared, and how mm. um, how interwoven we are as well. You know, um, when China doesn't send us medications and stuff, oh, uh, uh, oh, we forgot how to produce it because we put everything out to China um, because it's so much cheaper there, or to India and stuff. And now we realize, okay. Um, you know, in Europe, the only country who still uh, knows how to do uh, penicillin and antibiotics is uh, Switzerland, because we are kind of an island, you know. So the, the rest is, I mean, the knowledge is maybe still here, but nobody produces it anymore because it's so much cheaper to getting it from China or India and stuff. So why would you do it here? Because we are we are looking for um, uh, uh, cutting um cutting uh, nah, costs yeah. and stuff. So, and, and now we realize, okay, but what if something happens like a pandemic and we cannot, and China needs all the stuff themselves. So, uh, okay, what do we do now? Uh, 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 you know, and people finally realize this. And so there should be always a little, um, and I'm not saying this from a nationalistic point of view. It's just, uh, you know, kind of, uh, um, how you say, uh, 
a realistic point of view, things can break down, bridges can break, uh, ships can sink, and, and there can be a war, a kind of a preventing uh, of tankers coming in from China and something. So what if something like this happens? Um, so produce things also here locally and and also yeah, you, I mean, you, the carbon footprint this is the next thing you know climate change and stuff you you keep the carbon footprint low if you if you do it here in your own neighborhood you can control mm. uh, the quality you can control the the roads it goes to or the ways it gets delivered and stuff so you know there, there's also a lot of benefit to it and I th i've seen that more with like especially yeah with the pandemic like people buying local or supporting local stuff more which i think is great for any economy like anywhere like especially i, I feel like that's what like in some weird way like the whole make america great again like we're gonna buy america and like stop producing everything in china it's like yeah it's like a fair point like you probably shouldn't make everything in china but they're just like cheaper it's like i don't mind buying stuff from china still but it's like i've never had the mindset of like Like, I don't know, I've always, I guess I've always had the mindset from a young age of like, I don't know where it came from, maybe my parents, where it's like, yeah, we should buy local, or like, we should buy stuff made in Canada, or really, mm -hmm. we should buy stuff made in America, because there isn't a lot of it. And it's like, you know, we're supporting somebody's business that isn't like some multi-billion dollar in some other country where it won't go back into our system and pay for our roads and schools mm -hmm. and education and stuff, right? Mm, exactly, exactly. It's, it's it's so simple, actually. And this doesn't mm. mean, you know, uh, to, to bash on China or something. And oh. I would, yeah, I mean, China's it's great. Keep making my iPhones, please. Like, don't stop <laughs> exactly. That. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that, that won't happen here ever. And like most, like most things won't happen ever in our countries just because there's not enough people that want those jobs and we're not fast and efficient enough. Like mm -hmm. our factories. I watched that uh, documentary, The American Factory. Really mm -hmm. interesting. And they compare, you know, they bring in a bunch of um, workers from China and show them their assembly line and how they're doing it. And they visit China and stuff. And like, I think it's an automaker or something or glassmaker. And they're literally like, they're, they can't keep up. They just don't have the mindset or moral or like anything like China does to like, you know, they can produce a thousand and in the same time that America does a hundred. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's just from that standpoint, it's like, yeah, China's just going to beat us there. And like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm also not so worried because... The Chinese, I, I've been only once to China so far, but, um, you know, they're, they're becoming um, economically more uh, independent and, and they're becoming yeah. richer and stuff. So, you know, it, it, it will shift back to kind of, um, they will become more, um, we, we know what we are worth, so we ask for higher wages. So kind of will, will uh, you know, tear tearing out uh, a little bit like you know we, we will get back in in balance basically you know we will not be want to be the, the cheap guys all the time we're gonna see okay you know i mean i'm working on this and that and yeah any, anyway so i'm not afraid of this uh, you know there's always shifting back and forth yeah. and and people will start companies here also in the united states or in, in europe and and things so you know there, there will be a healthy competition going on um, so I, I'm not I'm not afraid of this, and and the the Chinese will also demand more money for their work because we know what we are worth, and you know I mean it's it, you, you talked about, you said about iPhone, you know it's kind of it, it costs like I don't know I don't want to let's say thirty dollars and we sell it for seven hundred or something, you know yeah. it's kind of it's the the markup it's it's remarkable so but yeah. as long as people pay for it why not i mean it's 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 a it's a free market it's a free um 
system, you know, um, if people pay for that, it's why hard, not? But you don't need the new iPhone every year either, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I have a, I have a, I don't have it with me. Have I have a phone for, uh, which I have now for um, almost eight years. And um, it still works, so I still keep it until it, it will break down. You know, I'm um, for my work, of course, I have a much newer phone and, you know, with all the bells and whistles and stuff, but I don't need one each year. Anyway, different topic. I, I want to bring, bring it home uh, a little yeah. bit because one question I, I haven't asked you yet is, um, so with Tokyo Red, you know, going back to what we were talking about, um, Tokyo Red, do you have any plans after this pandemic or uh, to, to present this music live? Because making oh. music is one thing, but, you know, making it uh, in front of a real audience. Yeah. I'm talking about not live streaming and stuff, but a yeah, real yeah, yeah. audience. Is there, is there plans for that? Um, there is loose plans. There's a big desire. I love live music. Mm -hmm. Like, it's probably one of the main things that I miss right now in life is just being able to go to concerts or live music on the weekends or mm -hmm. just go see a concert and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I would love to play it live. Um, all my synths are in storage, like I said. So whenever the time is right, like I want to break those out and start working on a live set and work mm -hmm. on a live show. I've always thought about that from the, from day one. And that's okay. something I actually considered when I was making the album uh, was I want to be able to play every song live. I want to mm -hmm. be able to play live. Everything that's on the album, other than like the software drums, but even that, like I, I play most of it live, like on the, the push or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, almost all the chords and synth lines that I play are playable live. A lot of it was analog. Um, so yeah, I would love to be able to go play it live. It's just about adjusting it and figuring out the live show setting. Mm -hmm really want it to be good like i really want to be able to play parts live and i really want it to sound good and i have zero experience with like setting that up so i would need to find the right people but my audience and fan base seems to be like growing for it which is super super exciting for me um nothing that i've released in the past music wise has been doing this well so um i'm actually really really excited about it and i uh, hope that you know playing a live show whenever this is this pandemic mm -hmm. is is uh, over live shows are allowed again maybe next year or something. Yeah, yeah uh, I realistically, I think, you know, realistically is middle of next year because even That's if you early. find a vaccine, yeah, exactly, um, you need to distribute it, you need to you get it, you know, it needs to be, uh, and I don't want to yeah. be the first one to get it, you know, I don't want to be a guinea, guinea pig, so I'm, Let's you know. Talk about that. Like, yeah, the first people to get it, once it's like tested and approved, it's going to be healthcare workers and seniors. And then after that, there's going to be, you know, then they'll start giving it out to other essential workers. And after that, then maybe I'll get it, like, Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it will it, it will take it will take a while, and and that's fine with me. You know, I mean, now I kind yeah. of, in in a way, I'm I'm settled. At least I can say I'm settled into this. You know, the the, the numbers in Germany are rising again, so there might be another shutdown. Um, yeah. So, but I'm I'm prepared for it now. You know, I mean, part of why we are Where talking. Are you Germany? Did you say you're in Amsterdam? Uh, I I lived in Amsterdam for a, a year, but now I'm in Germany. I'm in Germany right oh. now. Where are you? Uh, in Jena, I don't think you know this city. <laughs> it's it's 300 kilometers away from Berlin. 
Um, uh, it's, say, I really want to go to Berlin. Like, yeah, that's it's like... G-E-N-A. If you, if you want to look it up, um, just check Wikipedia. You will find it. It's a small industrial town. Um, cool. Yeah, but um, for, for, you know, I'm, I'm a family man now. For, for having a family, it's really great. It's, it's not, it's 100,000 people, so it's a small city. Right. But we have two universities, so there's a lot of young people. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like, um, my, my one of my term. favorite things, like I love architecture and mm -hmm. like some of the first pictures here are just like colorful buildings. And I love that. Like, mm -hmm. I really want to go to Cape Town, South Africa, because they have like colorful buildings. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I heard I heard about this. Yeah. 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 Um, um, that looks awesome. If I come to Berlin, I'll come visit you. And please, please come. It's not far away. It's not far. Away. The, 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 the bad thing is, I mean, you know, talking about German history, a lot of our inner city was bombed because we were, um, you know, uh, in the Second World War, we were very um, important for the war effort okay. and stuff. We, we, we built optics and stuff. Um, you know, the first planetarium was built in Jena. It's, uh, oh, you know, wow. where, where all this stuff happened. So there's quite a history to it. Um, Luther has been here. I mean, you, Martin Luther, the, the right, and Karl Marx uh, studied here. Um, <laughs> so you have a lot of things. Nietzsche was not far off. You know, Nietzsche, one of my uh, favorite philosophers. He he lived more in Weimar, uh, which uh, like um, 25 kilometers away from Vienna. So anyway, it's a uh, Napoleon came came through here and kicked uh, the Prussians' ass. So you know, there's uh, there's. You know, Europe is full of history, and and I'm, I'm I know saying this is wrong because uh, also United States and America is full of history. We just didn't have it recorded, you know. I mean, yeah. there were all these stripes, and you're now in Va uh, Hawaii. I always try to say it right, but you know, they have also a, um, a big uh, history in Waikiki, of course. I mean, that's kind of yeah. a. Um, how you say a, a dream spot to be there, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm envy you a little bit, you know, I love uh, Germany, but we have cold, rainy weather, you know, now it's getting into winter here. Um, like Vancouver, it's cold and rainy the whole time. Like, yeah, and I lived in Montreal, you know, I had bad, oh, really, really long weather. winters there. So I, yeah. I know how it is, but it's, um, yeah, it's not the nicest I mean, autumn is nice with a fall leaf is uh, the leaves change and there's a lot of color and stuff. But yeah, it's not um, it's not the greatest. Uh, Berlin is like up on my list, you know, like it's like maybe top three for me. So I'll yeah, so I mean, there. get your act together, get Tokyo Red, and yeah. and maybe you can even do a casting call in in Berlin. You know, there's a lot of shows produced there. Yeah, yeah, Pots, yeah. Potsdam is nearby. The Babelsberg Studios, ba Babelsberg. I don't know how you would say it yeah. in English. Um, you might have heard them. We have some some great shows also. Uh, um, Babylon Berlin. You might have heard. Okay. Maybe check it out. That's a show I haven't that's watched. That's like impossible to get into. Exactly. There should be, you know, you could be the, <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, um, and if I you get in there, get get me in there. You know, my dream role, just because you said it before, uh, I always wanted to be, uh, um, uh, uh, you, you know, there was this uh, these guys who made this um, 
Iron Sky. Have you heard of Iron Sky? Where the Nazis are on the moon and stuff. It's, it's a really, it's a parody over the top stuff. And I always wanted to be a really bad Nazi. You know, I wanted okay. to be, you know, a really, you know, who gets killed in a horrible way. This is kind of my, my dream role. Like, um, in uh, Raiders of a Lost Ark, you know, where this guy is punched by, by uh, and, and then killed horrible off and stuff. This is kind of, I want to be a bad Nazi and be killed in a gruesome way um, because I can speak German, of course, you know, and with a heavy accent if I need to. Um, and uh, anyway, okay, so <laughs> it's a really silly thing, but I really like it. Um, anyway, I... Thank you very much for your time. I, th I think, uh, you know, we could go on forever, but yeah, um, I say. hear my, my family just woke up and I want to join them for breakfast. So, um, quick, uh, I can't believe it's been an hour and a half, a quick hour and a half. Yeah, thank you. It, it was very entertaining. You know, I mean, you're, I can clearly see you're a pro. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun to talk with you. So, um, yeah, I wish you all the best. I guess we're gonna gonna stay in touch anyway. When there's something new Tokyo Red uh, wise, just let me know. And of course, if you come to Germany, you need to let me know because when when we can meet playing in Berlin 2022. This would be great. And 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 why shouldn't you? Uh, you know, Berlin is uh, the home of techno. You know, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Uh, this is a big Perfect. scene there. So. Um, it would be, yeah, I, I would be um, very happy to, to meet uh, you. Europe, Europe tour and hit mm -hmm. Berlin. For sure. Yeah, also, uh, of course, France and Italy. And, you know, there's Europe is small yeah. compared with the United States. So you can oh, yeah, yeah. kind of get f to everywhere easily. You know, I had, I had one American friend visited me and he, he drove with his car through all the states in the United States. You know, he was from yeah. Washington State. And I yeah. met him in, in um, Washington, D.C. And when he visited me, we, he, we rented a car because he wanted a Beamer. You know, he wanted to drive on the Autobahn. You might want to do this too, you yeah. know, with uh, no speed limit and stuff. And uh, and when he, he he tried to get through as many states in, uh, or uh, countries in uh, in one day, you know. And, and I remember we, we drove through Luxembourg. And Luxembourg is a very small uh, state, you know, and, and we just kind of stopped there for a bit. And then he could say, yes, he could chuck it off. And, and he was yeah. in Luxembourg, you know, and, and when we drove further to Belgium and, and France and all the things, it's, it's very easy to go around in, in, in Europe. Yeah, I went to, uh, I mean, when I went to France, that was probably my biggest regret was realize, not realizing how easy that would have been. So I should have stayed longer. But now I know for next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, my real hope is after this pandemic, um, like we talked before, you, you will uh, um, um, uh, so show your stuff live and you have, will have shows that people will really cherish this and, and, and really uh, appreciate the effort of people doing live music. You know, you, yeah. you, you said look, uh, your local scene, support your local scene with uh, buying local groceries and stuff. But you can do the same with, uh, you know, I will go to more shows. I'm pretty sure I will go yeah. whenever I remotely will like the music. I will go there because it's live yeah. and it's, uh, you know, it's something where and people put some effort into it and, and stuff. I think so people will appreciate it more. 
Exactly. I, I really hope it might, you know, it, there will be a, a spike and then it will be uh, go down a little bit like everything. Um, but um, I think, you know, this we are social beings, you know, we need to gather and we need to be together. And I really, I really can feel that I, I need this. I need to smell the sweat of the other person dancing next to me and stuff. And this is, this is what human beings need yeah. to congregate somewhere you got and a free ticket to my show when i come to berlin thank you <laughs> that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> there was a reason why i wanted to talk with you <laughs> yeah well, you're one of the first like uh radio shows that like your rat's doing so uh and you've been supporting my music uh early on here so yeah exactly I'm, I'm an early uh, adopter it's, so <laughs> it's gonna be on the internet so everyone can hold me accountable to it too like uh so i get the free ticket to my show exactly show. exactly i'm gonna yeah. no i'm i'm really honestly i'm really looking forward to it and um yeah and and you are okay i don't want to bash on the americans but uh you know yeah, i talked yeah. with some americans and sometimes it's like oh let's have dinner you know uh, or let's have uh, lunch sometime you know what I'm talking about and they tell you a lot of things and like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I know who's talking and Germans are more like, if you say it, you mean it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I yeah, I'm, I'm like that for sure. So uh, let's have lunch when I'm in Berlin. <laughs> I'll actually, if I come to Berlin, I'll straight up uh, come to your uh, part. I, I wrote it down here. Uh, you know. Uh, Gina, Jane. Jena. Jena. You, you would say Jena, yeah. It's um, um, most b people say it wrong, and it's like Vienna, and then we think it's it's uh, um, Austria. Gina. <laughs> yeah, Gina, yeah, exactly, or Jena. Yeah, um, it's, um, yeah, Jena. And anyway, but it looks beautiful. I'll totally come visit. I'll come. Uh, make come, some come in summertime. Come in summertime. Maybe yeah. 2020, uh, 22, would be best because then we we should be behind all this and. Um, Yeah, and I can show you my my city. Yeah, I, I really, I really. I, vaccine, I mean, if I get the vaccine in Canada, then maybe I'll come sooner. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And I'm going to visit you in Canada because I love Canada as well. Yeah. Oh, man, Canada yeah, I can't, I can't wait until yeah. things opening up again. Anyway, thank you very much for your time. It was a, a great pleasure to talk with you. I wish you all the best for acting and. Um, um, Yeah, I, I will link uh, to your to your accounts in in the in the video. Uh, it should be on. Um, I will make it a premiere. It should be on um, somewhere next. Oh, this Friday. This Friday, I I, uh, I make it available so you can yeah. tell all your fans and friends, and you know maybe yeah. I get a few more subscribers through you. <laughs> Because you you're an influencer okay. as well, so um, you know I'm kind of a micro influencer, but I'm. I'm yeah. I'm getting a little bit bigger, and I hate this term, but it's the way it is, you know. I mean, um, yeah. the good thing for me is I only promote things I really like, so it's no, I don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm I'm buyable or something. I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I'm talking that's about things. Like, I'm just doing what I want to do. Exactly, and that's the best way to do it because you're you're authentic, you're honest, and and it's kind of, it's you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, neither of us, neither of us want to become a, a walking billboard. Exactly. I, I hate. I mean, that's what I fear. Like the the term influencer, I fear mm. because that's what that is to me. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, I'm just posting stuff I want to post and like to post. Like, I'm I haven't ever done a paid sponsorship. Mm -hmm. 
I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't mind that you know I mean if if there's a product I really like to yeah. use then I would do it but I would say it's it's exactly but I would I would be honest and upfront about it you know um, and I would only do it for for things I would uh, you I mean if you sent me some shower gel and like I would never use with fruit fruity uh, scents or stuff and yeah. I'm like okay no no that's not you know that's not my thing <laughs> I, think, uh, I was drinking chocolate milk if this brand of chocolate mm. milk wanted mm-hmm. to, want to give me free chocolate milk for life and i'll do a video for them 100%. Like, so i love this chocolate milk so. i like chocolate milk as well i'm i'm a sweet guy as well so i need to uh anyway anyway thank right. you very much for for your time i think we can go on forever but um I, i'm getting hungry so now it's breakfast time here so have a good evening um i will send you uh, uh the link to the video yeah. once uh, um you know um it's it's up there and yeah thank you so much it was really fun to talk with you i i really enjoyed it um yeah, so you. once you're you know once things are change let's reconnect and maybe have another talk when when you know yeah. your your um i don't know um your your tour and and you yeah. you come to to europe and and tour uh, exactly so thank you very much and um yeah all the best you too thanks